This is a day I've been looking forward to for two and a half years. We're really proud of Timeline. <laughs> We're going to reimagine Windows. Microsoft is announcing the breakthrough game console called Xbox. We've created a platform attuned to consumers' changing behaviors and an evolving sense of play. We set out to make the best watch in the world. And today, we're introducing Nexus 7. This is it, Xbox One. And we are calling it iPhone. The latest news, the newest products, the biggest names. Welcome to Your Tech Report. Online at yourtechreport.com. Join Mitchell Whitfield and Marco Flalo for the next hour of Your Tech Report. Welcome to this edition of Your Tech Report. As the wonderful accented lady said, I am Marco Flalo <laughs> in Montreal. Welcoming Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. Mitchell, how are you? I'm good, but I think you just revealed my my new Twitter handle. It should be Wonderful Accented, accented Lady. lady. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's so ridiculous. But uh, everything's good here, Mark. Um, weather's finally cooling off here in Southern California, I can tell yeah, you. Whatever. It went from the 90s to the 50s, which is a huge drop here. Wow, we're so jealous of you in Canada. Oh, don't even go there. You have fast internet. I don't want to hear any complaints from you. You have to pay a fortune for 45 megabit. You pay like two cents for 100. Uh, anyway, so we have a lot of stuff to talk about this week, but I have a question for you before we start the show and you give Shoot. all the information how to reach us. Uh, because of what we do, actually, I changed my mind. Will you give the whole how to reach us, how to email <laughs> us, and then I'm going to ask you the question. Wow, you're so indecisive. Uh, welcome yeah, to the show. Uh, Maybe I'm not. It is at Your Tech Report on Twitter, <laughs> Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report. Contact at Your Tech Report.com. An awesome show, as you alluded to. We've got Mark Robin from Funko, creators of those pop vinyls. We've got a very cool interview about a device uh, for people who are diabetic... Yep. Um, that is now available in Canada and is pending approval in the U.S. That could really change the game for those who are diabetic and, and take their their, uh, their glucose level every couple hours. Very, very cool. And I think we're going to do some unboxing. Or, sorry, you're going to do some unboxing later on in the show. And you're going to do some unboxing listening. But here's what I was going to ask you, and I, 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 I don't like interrupting your flow because you do it very well. It's okay. Here's my question. Because of what we do, because of the fact that we have a radio show, we talk about technology every week, we love toys and tech and all that stuff, do you get a ridiculous amount of calls or emails from family and friends oh God. about fixing tech support? Could you help me? I just got my new computer. I can't. Could you? Could you? Could you? Could you get a lot of those like I do? I don't. I don't get a lot of the fixing calls or emails, and I think anybody who likes playing with gadgets is is unfortunately a victim of this. Um, right. I get a lot of what should I buy? What computer yeah, I should I get? Too. More of that lately than fixing things. And I think that's because I've set some ground rules, which is don't bug me if stuff be broke. Well, you know what? I'm gonna sh- listen. I'm gonna share with you what I had to share with my friends and family, mostly from my family, because you know, friends I think respect boundary more than fam- than family does. Family be like, help me with this. They won't care what time it yeah, is. Exactly. I, I need to fix this. Your friends are more likely to you know call you at a normal hour and say, if you have time, could you help me over the weekend? Family's different. So here's well, my rule. Well, you know what? Last weekend I was doing a broadcast, yeah. and this guy I helped him fix something, and five minutes later he knew I was working, and he said, do you still have time to help me fix something? It was amazing. No, I'm working and I can't. I'm exactly. on the radio, Ma. I can't help you. All right, so listen. That was you, by the way. You were looking for the help. Uh, leave no. me alone. That's fine. I was. You know what? I, I wasn't even going to go there. I was going to let it go. Let it go. So here's here's the thing that I'm going to share with you, Mark. Maybe the, you can share with your family when maybe they're overstepping boundaries. Or for all of our listeners, if you are the one of your friends at, or family that gets the phone call for help. Help, my computer does this, my smartphone. How do I fix? Here's what you need to do. Now. The only rule that I have, and it's a good rule and it really has helped me a lot, is when people have an error message on their phone, on their computer, on their home video game console, my one rule is look at that error message verbatim type it into Google. Yes, thank Error you. message 360 can no longer have the cash from it. What, however ridiculous it looks to you in print, just type the error message verbatim into Google or type the problem you're having the best way you can word it into Google and I guarantee you, you will instantly find 10,000 people that have been <laughs> online that have the same problem with the easiest solutions and the best answers being right at the top of the Google list and this will save you. It will save you from being that guy who has to say, did you plug it in? So, Mark, what were you going to say? Because I think you responded. I, I was this, just going to yeah. say, it's it's 90% of the time when people do call me with problems, I solve them by going to Google. I don't know the answer to these questions. I we're do not exactly, geniuses. Exactly. I do exactly what you just told me to do. And I guess people don't know how to use Google very well, so we need to have a lesson on how to use search engines. 
Oh, good lord! That you know, you, right now the way that the way they design computers now, every address bar on the computer on any computer pretty much doubles as a search bar on yeah, the internet. So, so that where you type problem. in the web address, just type in exactly what it's. Even if it says something ridiculous like "message C seventeen non user available cache redundancy," it sounds ridiculous to you, but other people get that error message and they will tell you how to fix it. And when I tell you, the simplest solution is usually the right solution, and you will find it within two minutes. And then you can call your friend that normally helps you and say, hey, I fixed it myself. And your friend's like, finally, about time, click. So there you go. To all friends and family, there you go. Mitchell, Facebook is looking to take over the world, I think. They're <sighs> adding song clips from Spotify and Apple Music to your newsfeed. I, listen, their goal uh, is to obviously get people to never leave their newsfeed and get all right. the information they possibly can in the world. So um, uh, I think they're succeeding in doing so, unfortunately, but uh, they mm. are adding way more media content to their newsfeed, which I think is kind of cool because they want to keep people in one place. But it's, uh, you know, at one point you have to wonder when is when is this just too much information when, when, in one yeah, ex- place? Well, this this goes back to something we talked about on last week's show, which is, you know, I think companies like Facebook have not done a great job of integrating all the assets they have procured over the last few years. Yeah. Now, here we are, here they are doing, actually combining things in a way that I said they should, but is it going to be too much? Is it going to be too invasive? Are people going to just want, it's like, I just want to use my Facebook for this. I just want to use Twitter for this. Is it going to be too much? And the market will decide that. And if so, they'll have to pair back and go back to their original offering. Let's talk about software for a second. We know Microsoft has their own personal assistant. Her name is Cortana. She's, She's available in Windows 10 if you have Windows 10 and you're using it. Um, yeah. She is now available to those who want to sign up for a beta test um, on iOS. So if you have an iPhone or an iPad and you want to test Cortana, you can go to Microsoft's blog page and sign up to test Cortana for iOS, which is cool. Again, which is, you know, we talk about different companies and the hardware and the software that they do. Microsoft is a big push towards getting their software and their assets onto other devices. And this is another example of that. I I think Microsoft right now is the company that's best unifying their products and leveraging their assets. Cortana is a great example. And of course, with Halo 5, Guardians having just been released, you know, a week week and change ago, uh, Cortana did originally come from the Halo game franchise. And the fun thing thing is, Mark, if you're the type of person, or if you're listening, you're the type of person that has digital crushes. What I mean is crushes on, um, uh, you know, animated or digital characters. Cortana will be the one to have a crush on because if you've seen her in the Game, she's hot skin tight outfit she has a very yeah, nice figure good. for a digital non-real lady so maybe your digital crush just got that much closer to you sad but true let's talk about the new apple tv for a second it's been out for just over a week now people are yep. experiencing the apps and doing different things mm-hmm. one of the barriers to entry with apple tv is the inability to play other formats so avis other other proprietary formats you just can't do it unless you crack your Apple TV or jailbreak it. Well, Plex is one of those apps that lets you set up a little media center in your house so you can just on any computer run their app and you can access now using the Plex app for Apple TV. You can now access any other video formats or even audio formats on your Apple TV that are on your home network. So this really is opening up the whole TV world in a new perspective for the Apple TV, which is exactly what they wanted to do with tvOS. Absolutely, and it's something Apple's been trying to do with Apple TV from the beginning, which was also taking stuff off of your computer. One of the fun things you can do with Apple TV is stream all of your photos, all of your music, all of your movies that you have on your Apple computer directly to Apple TV. But as you said, if it was in the wrong format, Apple TV would not populate all of your movies and show all of your assets because it was in the wrong dot whatever format. So this is a big leap, and it also helps people enjoy their own personal movies. So uh, yay, yay Apple, doing the right thing. Yay Apple. American Express is telling Canadians that Apple Pay is coming soon. No official date. No official date, unfortunately. I tried to add my Amex card to Apple Pay, but it's not there yet. But I, I know it's going to be it's going to be cool. Activision, Mitchell, the uh, yes. game creator slash distributor slash everything gaming really has Call of Duty, bought, Warcraft, everything. Yeah. yeah, they are buying or will buy or have bought Candy Crush developer King Digital five point nine billion dollars. For um, one asset. Really, yeah. That's insane. I mean, it's insane. And, you know, this reminds me a little bit of, and this what, what makes it insane is I was going to say, you know, look at what Microsoft did with buying, was it Mojang who makes uh, Minecraft? 
yes. buying the Minecraft franchise. Uh, this is different because Minecraft has a PC background and they're leveraging their assets again to to build on that Minecraft universe. And it's, you know, it, it is a mobile game, but it also is most importantly a computer and console game. Candy Crush, not so much. This is a huge investment for a mobile game. This is, uh, what was the first big, um, what was the first, was it Farmville? Or those yes, games I think, that were like one of those games. I think it was Farmville. Games. I think you're right with Farmville. But back back when Farmville came, did you ever think that there'd be a mobile a game a mobile acquisition for five point something billion dollars? That is mind boggling. But you know what? Congratulations to the developers and creators. I hope you enjoy your yachts and your homes. You obviously <laughs> worked very hard. And listen, it's a very popular game. People love Candy Crush. I, I I'm not a Candy Crush guy. One of my better friends in in the world, Will Will Fidel, who you know, he's a big Candy Crush yeah. guy. So this is this is really going to be cool for people that love the game. And I'm, I'm hoping they use the acquisition to actually build on the franchise and not just try and uh, take everything away from the gamers. I hope they build on the franchise. That would be very cool to see that. Absolutely. iPhone rumors are heating up already for the iPhone 7. My God. They're saying <laughs> iPhone 7 and the Samsung Galaxy S7. So let's split that uh, rumor mill equally between sure. those two devices. They are saying that the iPhone 7 may come earlier than usual, which is, again, same rumor here, I think, every year. Um, And if you read every single rumor, you'll get uh, much like a weather forecast. Oh, it'll probably have more memory, and it'll probably be a bit bigger, and it might be thicker if it has a bigger battery. It might be thinner if it doesn't. Honestly, it's it's quite comical, and the the rumors are, are the same for both the iPhone 7 and the Galaxy S7. It's, it's, people want to write about it so that they, they get searched upon and people can actually find them and, and read their musings, but they have nothing concrete, no evidence whatsoever. Oh, the rumor mill might state that we have this in this period of time, but nothing's actually, you know, for sure. <laughs> uh, but if you're like me, and this is the this is a really sad statement on how we view technology, I just, you know, after buying, returning, and then buying again my iPhone 6S Plus, uh, I actually, as soon as I see any rumors, rumors on the 7, uh, I, I'm all over them in terms of wanting to get in. I'm hungry for information, and I'll tell you why, Mark. This is the first S series, S release, as we know, on alternate years, they have the big release with physical changes, then the S release with incremental internal changes to the iPhone, right? This is the yeah. first time in, in my iPhone buying life where I felt like the phone that I have right now, as lovely as it is, is a placeholder for the phone I'm really waiting for. I've never felt like that before. I've been very happy with the S releases. I think they're very, they're, they're, they're always the most popular phones. Um, so... I'm actually hungry for the 7 because I'm hoping it adds all the things that I'm missing from the 6S Plus right now, such as, you know, wireless charging, a smaller form factor, or a bigger screen in the current form factor. So, hey, rumor away, I'm going to be eating it up. Oh, you do eat it up. Time Warner Cable is going to be putting together some trial TV packages for internet-only subscribers. Mm-hmm. Yes, finally, cutting the cord. <laughs> now, TV, internet-only, you don't need to have everything there. Thank the Lord. Isn't this about time? And isn't this important? Because, you know, most of these digital subscriptions that you can buy as alternatives to having, of course, the regular, you know, hardwired TV or satellite that we currently have, they ask you for your uh, for your DirecTV account, for your Time Warner account. So I'm guessing it's going to be a lower price tiered that will give you an account through the company, but you will still have access to digital media for all your favorite channels. So, yay. And as you said, Mark, isn't it about time? Uh, it is about time. And it's about time that we take a quick break because we've got a very cool show lined up. We are going to talk to the creator of Dario, which is a very smart diabetes glucose meter. And we've got Mark Robin from Funko and lots more coming up. It is your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Mark Flallow on Twitter. It is at your tech report, facebook.com slash your tech report. And of course, contact me, your tech report.com. Your tech report will be right back. Now, back to your tech report. Mitchell, November is National Diabetes Month, and there's a reason I'm highlighting this. Just, you know, it is a tech show. There's always a method to your madness. I get it. (laughs) Go ahead, yeah. More and more medical, more and more so, the medical world is kind of conflicting, or not conflicting, but I guess uh, intersecting with the tech world. We've seen it with Apple's health kit, obviously, and things like the Wishbone Smart Thermometer, which works with your mobile device. Well, isn't this important, though? I mean, we, we see technology helping us in so many ways. We, we talk about, you know, things that are more trivial, like mobile gaming. But with advan- advancements in medical technology, isn't it great to be able to use your mobile device for something actually important that can help you and help other people? Well, that's why this product kind of, you know, caught my attention. I said, we got to 
talk more about this. So Dario is a smart blood glucose meter. Yes, you can now use your smartphone to monitor your glucose level, which brings to the table a lot of really cool, interesting benefits. On the line with us today is Robert Burgi, president of Auto Control Medical. You are the official Canadian distributor of Dario. Robert, welcome. Thank you. Robert, tell me something. How game-changing in the medical, in, in, in the diabetic world, is Dario? Well, I, the biggest thing is these devices, glucose monitors, have existed for 30-some years in, in North America, and people can buy blood pressure monitors and all of that. But the main point with all these devices is you get a result at home, and that's really as far as the informo- information goes. Uh, so you write it in a logbook or something, and you show it to your doctor or your pharmacist or your nurse, and then they hopefully make some comments, assuming, of course, you've been honest with what you wrote down. Okay, so you know, adding the smartphone element, A, it's very cool on the technological side because the technology is now there that you can bring this home. But tracking your actual real-time results is, is very attractive. And I know that on the, on the U.S. side, Mitchell, you, know, you guys are not more advanced necessarily medically, but you're, I think you're a bit more open to electronic forms of, 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 of doing medicine in Canada, I think they're a bit more apprehensive. Rob, tell me about, because this is a medical device, what kind of clearances or approvals do you need on either side of the border? Because you are the Canadian distributor, but I know that obviously in the, in the U.S. there's their own kind of tackles they have to deal with. Yeah, well, pretty, pretty much every country's got its own. In the, in the U.S., it's the FDA. In Canada, it's Health Canada. So, you know, a company's got to go and submit approvals and, you know, jump through whatever hoops that particular country asks. And then, you know, some countries are faster than others. So that's why we're launching it in Canada. We got approval in in May, and then we launched in late June. And in the U.S., they're still waiting for FDA. Well, Robert, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about, just from just from a user's point of view, we, we talked off the air briefly about people uh, that are specially just that are freshly diagnosed, didn't know they had diabetes. And of course, you know, doing that test, we have to prick your finger and test your blood. It can be a little scary for people that have never done it. But adding the technology element almost makes it a little bit more, hey, uh, a little bit more intriguing, maybe, uh, I, dare I say, a little bit more fun for people to cool, actually do cool this. And adds a, yeah, it adds a cool factor to this. So could you talk about, walk us through the process of actually using using this for the average diabetic to use their smartphone to gauge their blood sugar level. So simplest thing is on a on a radio program it's a little you got to get the concept around what this is. So right. traditionally you've got a you know a glucose monitor that's maybe a little bit smaller than what a typical smartphone would be. Okay. And then then you've got to get some kind of a device that gets a, a very small drop of blood and then typically you're putting a glucose strip in the glucose monitor then you put the drop of blood, and then you get your result. With Dario, what you've got is a, a device that's about the size of your middle and index finger. Okay. And then in that is the device that goes on your phone, the, the container of, or, or the cartridge of glucose test strips, uh, and the lancing device. So as opposed to walking around with a case that's about the size of your wallet or, or a little bit bigger, you're just walking around with this small device. So when you're ready to do a test, you pull out the, uh, the meter function that goes into the headphone port of your smartphone. Then you pull out a lancet and put it in the lancing device end of the device. And you put a glucose test strip from the cartridge into your phone. Then you're ready to do a test. So you would prick you know, the edge of your phone, just like a traditional, or the edge of your finger, I should say, just like a traditional glucose monitor, you get the size of blood is, is called 0.3 microliters, which is, it's not at all a hanging drop. It's a very small drop of blood. You put that on the glucose test strip, and then within six seconds, you get your result. You're testing on your phone. It's not a device that communicates with your phone because you're actually doing it on your phone once you've downloaded the app, of course. That's, that's brilliant. It makes it so simple. And like you said, it makes it so much more portable uh, and facilitating the test. Which, and listen, a lot of people, part of you know managing this disease is being on, you know, you have to be on top of it. And this definitely makes it easier to be on top of. One of the things I also wanted to point out, Robert, was something that you mentioned was that in the traditional way of testing your glucose levels and uh, you, you'd have to basically keep a log. But the nice thing and the brilliant thing about having something that integrates with your smartphone is the smartphone becomes your digital log. Now, 
Is this something that you have to manually send to your doctor, or is there a way that you can automatically set it up to send the information directly to your doctor? Uh, you can't automatically send it up, but it really depends on who you're going to see down the road. I mean, the basic technology here we're getting is making it easier for the user to use it and right. have the information. And then because it's on your smartphone, well, now it's easy to send it somewhere. Right. So it could only be, like, you know, doctors aren't set up that they want to receive your your um, you know weekly logbooks because it, it all depends on where you are, what country, and how you're served. Right. So the doctor may want to see it while you're there. He can look at it on your phone, or you can physically send it to him, and maybe he can add it to your file or something. Or the pharmacy can do that, or the diabetes nurse educator that you might deal with could do that. Or it could be, um, you know, we were just on TV in Toronto with a, a mother that was talking about um, she sent her son off to a camp for the weekend. And when you're a parent of a, of a type 1 child, that right. doesn't really matter how young they are, but obviously if they're 10 or 12, you know, you're very fearful for them because, you know, you're not there to watch what they eat or of course. take their insulin or do this. So in her case, you know, she was saying that I can simply, as opposed to calling my son or making sure he's doing what he's supposed to be doing, I can simply log into the cloud with his password and check to make sure that his readings are okay. And then I'm totally content because I see all his tests. I see they're all normal. I can have a relaxing weekend knowing that he's being, you know, it's Doing what he's supposed to do. Shape. You bring up such an interesting point because you, you you know in any disease you you have to look at it in in your own perspective and and you know right there you know having children with uh, diabetes is one of those places. Have you noticed any motivating uh, factors about the app? We've seen this on the fitness side of things where people get, for example, the Apple Watch or they get fitness apps and different bands, and suddenly it goes from just recording data to hey, this is motivating because you're seeing something happen. You're seeing it visually in a way you never did before. Are you seeing similar results with Dario? Uh, we're seeing things like when people see it, I mean, as you said, you've got the coolness factor. So when people have never seen you, anybody do a test on a smartphone before, that's going to attract a lot of attention. So people aren't scared. You know, you've got some people with diabetes that, you know, they'll, they'll go in the closet and do their test. They're in the bathroom. They, yeah. they, they're really trying to hide everything. And others that are much less so. So it gets people talking and gets other, other people implicated. One of the um, the gauges that when you when you uh, measure, I guess, how you're doing overall is there's a test called a hemoglobin A1C test that that you know doctors will get people to do and stuff, as opposed to like every all of our glucose readings will change every 15 minutes literally. You're going up and down all day, even if you're not diabetic. It's still it's varying a fair bit. And hemoglobin A1C is a way of kind of tracking over a longer period of time how you are. So what we've heard on, on Facebook posts and different things is one of, the, one of the unique features of our device is it gives you an estimate. If you've tested enough over the last uh, month or so, it'll, te- it'll give you an approximate A1C number. And then people use that as, like you were saying, gamification of sorts. To, it's a challenge. Okay, now I'm at 6.2. Let's see if I can get below six, and then it then it becomes a competition in yeah. a way. Just that, like you know, I use my Fitbit and the same thing. I'm trying to <laughs> walk more than my daughter is. It's the modern version of comparing steps. No, and there's something else I wanted to touch on because you brought something up, Robert. That was uh, that I don't know. It, it really struck something in me, and that is, you know, as a parent, you worry about your kids, especially if they have diabetes and if they're taking if they're insulin. So it's it takes out the worry factor absolutely, but I think it also can help relationships because it, whether you're caring for a child, whether you're caring for an older adult, whether it's a parent or a grandparent, and you don't want to feel like you're on top of them because and and they don't want to feel like you're on top of them, always bothering and pestering. So by having this system in place where you can actually check and monitor without having to bother or pester the person, in a way, not only are you managing the disease better, you're also helping relationships. I know that sounds crazy, but that's kind of the feeling I get from it. No, it's a good point. It's, uh, you know, the, the, the point I use a lot is managing diabetes. I mean, you know, if, if I've got cancer, I'm really in somebody else's, some, you know, a, a physician's hands or whatever. 
right. there's certain things I can control, maybe my food intake, eat, eat more of these foods and not those foods. But diabetes has always been about you managing, you're taking a big part of it. You know, if you're on insulin, okay, well, now you're on a medication, that's got to help. But, you know, as you're sitting there going, okay, I'm a little bit high and I feel like eating this chocolate cake or whatever, well, then you're making your own decisions as, do I do this? I know, I, know, I know where I am. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to lose a little weight, whatever it is. So the more information you have, and you, you need a little bit of education as well, but it, that's what this whole, all these devices are about. It just makes that part a lot easier. Robert, talk to me about the availability of Dario. We're still waiting for FDA approval in the U.S., so it's not available there. In Canada, does this have to be prescribed by your doctor, or can you buy it over the counter? No, blood glucose meters have never been a, a prescription item. I don't, even in the States, I don't think it is. Anybody can just go in and buy it. I mean, typically, because it involves getting a drop of blood, the general population, unless you, you know, you're, you know, you're fearful of something in your family, you're not going to go out and buy a glucose meter. Uh, the only time a prescription comes in really is to get reimbursed by either your insurance company or in, in the case of Canada, you've got, you know, we've got provincial plans that vary from one province to another. So to get somebody to reimburse you, you know, the insurance company generally wants to know, you know, that somebody prescribed this to you. Understood. So that's what it's dependent upon. How much is Dario when, uh, when you go buy it? Uh, in Canada, it's selling for thirty nine ninety five generally on on either our website mydario.ca or you can pick it up at pharmacies like London Drugs that have it. And we're just rolling it out now to to more chains in the coming coming weeks and months. That's brilliant. Honestly, I didn't. Uh, I kind of glanced over the price points, but I didn't realize it was that inexpensive. This so is, accessible. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, devices uh, here in Canada, at least a lot of the meters are free, but it's. It, they're very s- simple meters, less functionality. You know, we, we're not trying to make money out of the device. We want to make it available, but obviously it has a cost to it. So the app is free on either uh, the Apple Store or Google Play. And the device, there's a, there's a price to it, which is a little bit higher than maybe than some. But, you know, as people keep remarking, it's about the price or even cheaper than many iPhone cases. Yeah, exactly. And in terms of um, accessories and things like the Lancers and the test strips, are those specific to Dario, or are those any kind that you can get for uh, other there's, devices? There's Dario Lancets. They're relatively standard, but you, you're better off using ours. They're about the same price as everybody else. And the, our test strips are about the same price as everybody else. They're sold in cartridges of 25, a box of 100, and there's four cartridges of 25 in a container. That's brilliant. That is absolutely brilliant. Robert Burgi, so you are the CEO of uh, Auto Control Medical, the official distributor of Dario in Canada. Uh, I encourage all our listeners to check out mydario.ca. This is a very, very cool innovation. I, I love when technology meets the medical world. Thank you, Robert, for joining us. We really appreciate your time. Good talking to you. Wow, it's so cool, Mitchell. You, you, know, you, expect, you expect medical devices to be like a couple hundred bucks, but this is, you know, $39. And that's Canadian, so imagine the U.S. No, it's ridiculously inexpensive. And the fact is, listen, and I know we talked about it in the interview as well, it really, it, it does so much. First of all, when you add smartphones into it, it instantly adds a cool factor and makes it, I think, less medically. That's not a word. That's good. Uh, but, well but, you know, it's, it's it's less scary, I think, when you're yeah. involving a smartphone. It does make it a more fun interaction for something that is, you know, for a diabetic, it's part of your daily routine. And it's, it's a grind, and I know what that is. But it, it does add a little bit more of a cool and fun factor. And I really do believe... It helps relationships where parents don't have to bother their kids yeah. as much or loved ones. They can just sort of manage from a distance and make sure it's a brilliant product. And I love the fact that we're seeing smartphones used for stuff like this now. It is your tech report. Mark Aflalo Mitchell Whitfield with you around the corner, meaning after the break. Mark Robin from Funko, the creators of Woo. Pop Vinyl. And we've got our Marvel Collectors Core. I think we're going to unbox towards the end of the show. No, I'm going to unbox. You're going to listen. Your tech report will be right back. Now, back to your tech report. Welcome back to your tech report. I am Marco Flalo in Montreal. He is Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. On Twitter, it is at your tech report, facebook.com slash your tech report. And our email address is contact at your tech report.com. Okay, now, Mark, 
it's obvious, and I think our audience already knows this, that we love sharing products and companies that uh, we are passionate about, whose products we've enjoyed and used. That's a given. The great thing about doing the Holiday Shopping Guide is we get to share these companies and or products that make things that we think would make for great holiday gifts. So if we're talking great holiday gifts, our, our next guest works for a company called, eh, might be familiar with, called Funko, uh, maker of pop vinyls and so many really cool collectibles. Uh, Mark, for me, I've, as you know, my family's kind of obsessed with them. Uh, I think one of the best holiday gifts, but also they offer a couple of subscription services that we want to talk about that we also think would make great gifts. So if we're talking about Funko, who better to bring in than their director of marketing and I'm proud to say friend of the show, Mark Robin. Mark, thank you for joining us yet again. Absolutely love to be here. Mark, you you get around a lot. I, you know, I was listening to the radio the other day, and, and I'm I, I'm a big fan of the Opie and Anthony channel. And uh, there you are, you're being on on with uh, with uh, it's Eric Nagel, and I felt kind of I don't know abused and used and almost cheated on. Well, those guys have some information on me, and they basically held me hostage. <laughs> and you know, I, I just I have to cooperate, or it's lights out for me. I'm sorry that you're in that situation, and I'll try to get that dirt so that we can get you on our show a bit more than his. Fair enough. Hey, I'm I'm happy to do. Uh, Whichever shows, I'm just, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm just, I get around that way. And to th- Mark, to think that, uh, Mark Aflalo, that your feelings were hurt by this, but you know what? It just goes to show you that we have a man on the show, a guest on the show, who's in high demand. It really, it says a lot about us and our ability to get these hot <laughs> guests. So let's, let's spin it and, and in terms of, and don't feel cheated on, just feel that we're really lucky to have Mark Robin on the show with us. I feel so blessed right now. Uh, now, Mark, we, we talked about, obviously, we've talked off the air numerous times. We've talked on the air. You already know that I'm a big fan of uh, the products Funko makes, and we're going to get into just like the the real uh, the meat and potatoes. How many how many great lines you guys put out? But I wanted to tell you a little story just to give you an idea of the kind of love and affection that I have for the products that you guys make. Okay, so we All talked right. before about Marvel Collector Core, okay, which is the great subscription service that you guys do with Marvel Pop Vinyls. Uh, every other month they come out. The subscription box costs twenty five dollars every two months. Correct. That is correct. And you, you usually, in every box I've got, I've got at least a couple of vinyls. I get a great T-shirt, some other collectibles. And this is something that I, I'm proud to say <clears throat> that I genuinely look forward to every month. So, Mark, here we, I want you to visualize this. Here I am at the mall doing shopping for my wife. Mark and I can both relate to this. <clears throat> I get a phone call from my wife. Oh, a package came for you. I said, great, honey, what is it? What is this? Look at the, oh, um, <clears throat> I don't actually have to look at the label. I can look at the box itself. It's Marvel Collector Core. I was like, uh, honey, could you open that for me? <laughs> now, you have to understand, this is kind of a shameful slash proud moment for me, and my wife was more than willing to do it. She got out the knife, she opened my collector cord, the new villain's box that just came out. I don't want to spoil it, because we're doing our unboxing as well. And she told me bit by bit what was in the box. I was standing in the mall at Target, giggling like a schoolboy, probably looking like a bit of an idiot, but this is the kind of excitement that Funko products generate. I'm not alone in this, correct? There are other people that have similar reactions when their boxes arrive, yes? Oh, absolutely. I mean, people people film themselves unboxing it, and people <laughs> get uh, a little bit testy, too, and they feel like anybody else or, or if we, uh, they feel like we have spoiled it in any way. People really want that sort of thrill of, I don't know what's going to be in this. I just know it's going to be from Marvel and Funko, and it's going to be cool. So uh, I can relate, definitely. Well, see, this is the whole thing, and this is one of the reasons I wanted to bring this up, because, excuse me, I'm getting all emotional. I think when people think of great holiday gifts, they think of individual gifts. But for me, this to me, this subscription box, and we're going to talk also about the Star Wars box, which you guys have the first one coming out. By the way, when, when is the cutoff for people to order the Star Wars box, the first one that's coming out? When is the cutoff so our audience can know that? It's November 12th, so they've got about 10 days, I guess, from, from this interview um, to sign up and uh, get that first box. Uh, we don't guarantee that we'll have any left after that. So if you want the inaugural box, which, by the way, we did end up revealing that the first box will include an exclusive chrome-plated Captain Phasma figure, nice oh, and boy. shiny, and uh, that's uh, <laughs> Gwendolyn Christie's character from the new movie. And I think she's going to be one of the coolest characters in the movie. So if you, we will have two pop vinyls guaranteed. That's one of them. 
The other one's a surprise. If you want to get on get in on that, then you need to order by November 12th, and it'll ship about a week later. You guys have a lot of different brands under your umbrella. One of the ones I didn't talk about with you last time, and Mark, I, I've shown my partner Mark on the show these figures, the mystery minis. Now, in terms of popularity, especially because the price point, how, how do these compare? I mean, is this something that's a really su- successful line for you guys? It is. It's definitely one of our biggest lines. Um, it, it might be the second biggest line, actually, after Pop Vinyl. Um, you know, I think the idea that, well, for, for, first of all, the price point per figure is, is fairly low. I think it's usually about four ninety nine a figure um, in retail. And then they come blind, so you have the fun. Again, you're just, you were just describing the fun of unboxing the Marvel Collector Corps or, or Smuggler's Bounty at your house. But in this case, you still get that same thrill of opening a box. You don't know what's going to be inside of it. There are rare chase variants, like, you know, one out of 144 in each case so you never know if you're going to run into something super rare or not i mean i always refer to it as nerd gambling i mean you're just kind of rolling the dice hoping you're going to get something new find that one you don't have and you get a duplicate maybe you take ebay try to try to swap it with somebody else i mean it's kind of a fun uh, just a fun hunt that um you know you don't get with most action figures because you know exactly what you're going to get when you're staring at the, at the item on the shelf Mark, can you talk about the new Bioshock pop vinyls? The pop vinyls or the mystery minis? Because we actually have both. Oh, well, tell us about both. You did you did mystery minis for those as well? We did. I, I'm not uh, sure if those are out on retail yet, but they're coming. Oh, uh, you're I killing me, dude. Very popular. Um, but the mystery, but the Fallout figures, uh, we've got a really wide assortment. I mean, everything from you know Death Claws to Power Armor to the 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 um, Big Lone Daddy. Wanderer to the actual. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not, he's not called Fallout Boy. That's a band or a Pit Boy. <laughs> um, we've got uh, you know a lot of the different characters in the series in pop vinyl form, and then also in mystery mini form. So if you're into that game, you're going to be able to collect a very wide assortment. I know there's also quite a few exclusives out there at different places where there's a, a glow in the dark. Uh, Pit Boy, there's Glow in the Dark, Death Claws, and those uh, the zombie characters. I forget what those are called. They're frightening. Um, but there's a, <laughs> a lot of exclusives. So if you're if you're in the Fallout, you're going to be collecting this line for a while. You're listening to your tech report, Mark Flalo, Mitchell Whitfield, and on the line with us is Mark Robin from Funko, creators of Pop Vinyl fame. You know, I love the fact that you guys not only, uh, of course, have your own exclusives, but, you know, Mitchell and I also do these Loot Crate unboxings uh, once a month, and I was so excited when I opened mine, and I got my Dr. Emmett Brown Loot Crate exclusive uh, for the Back <laughs> of the Future month, so that was really, really cool, so uh, kudos to that. My son, of course, will unfortunately not let me keep it in his box, but that's, you know, that's the price you have to pay for getting these awesome exclusives. That one's adorable. That is definitely a great exclusive. I mean, I, I never fail to amaze me when I see some of the exclusives that our artists have come up with and then see them at, uh, out in retail or see them at Comic-Cons where, you know, different people have kind of piled them together and then are obviously flipping them for whatever they can get for them, which is, <laughs> makes it hard to collect them sometimes. But yeah, right. um, the, exclu- the exclusives that you can find are, are pretty ma- amazing oftentimes. Well, I think this is one of the things that really impresses me, and I think we touched on this last time you were on, Mark, which is, you know, for the form factor is pretty consistent, the shape, the the squat look of them, the sort of the cartoonish look, but the way that the artists are able to subtly just do things that are sort of germane to each character, whether it's a video game character, movie character, television character, and with the, you know, Dr. Emmett, of course, has he's putting the two plugs together. I think that's from the clock mm-hmm. tower scene when he's trying to get him back to his own time, and you see him having the, you know, the, the core Near e- the cords are near each other, and the electricity is crackling. You guys made the crackling electricity between the two cords. It just looks magnificent. So uh, the artists that you guys have, and I think not enough, I don't think enough attention is paid or credit is given to the artists that you guys do to do these molds because the figures are really stunning, as cute as they are, and you know, as, as stylized as they are, they really always capture the essence of those characters. So the artists you guys use are fantastic. Uh, I appreciate that. I, I, I agree with you. I think they, they are fantastic. We're trying to do more, um, like we're doing some periscopes and Q&As with our artists on our own uh, website at Funko.com and, and on our Twitter handles and whatnot, so that way people can meet some of our artists and, and see how talented they are. We're also at, at some of the live events that we'll be doing in 2016, like Emerald City Comic Con and San Diego, of course. We'll have some of our artists there to do some signings and do some original sketching so you can actually get a sketch from a, a real-life Funko artist. And, and oh, that's I awesome. These people are amazing, 
and it's not just that it's not as easy as just oh well what's the pop style now let's make you know doc brown in the pop style they're always adding accessories and uh, i don't know if you saw like the superman versus batman two-pack at san diego last year but oh i saw it i couldn't get one it was killing me yeah yeah he looks like he's flying i mean what what they're able to do now is is so much far and away above what we were doing you know three and four years ago with two packs and stands and accessories and the vehicles the pop rides i mean I've got the storm, the, the sand trooper and Dubak. I mean, they're just oh, awesome. they're amazing. Everything that they're able to kind of put together in that same style, but yet make them look so very different. Hey, Mark, I just also wanted to go back to the uh, the mystery minis for a second because, as you said, and I, I was going to bring that up, but you beat me to the punch, which is if you're looking for that blind package experience and don't want to wait for your monthly box, whether it's the Collector Core or the Star Wars boxes, the bi-monthly boxes, um, you can get that same thrill of unboxing the mystery minis, which are, as the name says, mystery minis blind package. But one thing I wanted to give you guys credit for, uh, you know, you do worry about getting duplicates and things like that, but I found that if you open, uh, yes, I did shame myself by opening a, com- a complete crate of, you know, a complete uh, carton of all of them myself. Um, when you do that, the way that you guys do it, I've hardly ever gotten a duplicate when I open one fresh uh, carton of all a bunch of figures. And I think the only thing, it, it, obviously, if retailers have the stands up and they combine different boxes together, you're more likely to get a duplicate. But in general, if you're opening a fresh carton each time, a fresh case of multiple figures, uh, I hardly ever get any duplicates, and you, you guys do a great job of making sure that people don't have to worry about. That happens once in a while, but for the most part, it hardly ever happens. I've gotten, you know, I've gotten the um, there are various versions of some of the characters, uh, whether it's a dark or light version, you know, green or red. So mm-hmm. you guys do a great job of making sure that people don't get those duplicates within the same cart, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, I think it depends on the series. Um, some series might have one or two duplicates in the entire right. case. Some series have none. Um, you just, you can actually tell if you look on the box, it will tell you the odds of each character. And so if right. it says, you know, one in 24, then it means there's going to be one inside of each case. If it says two in 24, then there's going to be two. Um, sometimes it'll say, you know, one in 48, which means that that is a chase variant that's only going to be in every other case. Or it could be something like one in 144, and, and yep. you know, you've got a super rare on your hands. So you usually will know, even just by picking it up, um, what the odds are, and if you look on the back, but I agree with you. The way to be, the way to handle it in the in the safest manner, and not end up with any duplicates, is to buy them right out of a case, and so that way, as opposed to kind of seeing them loose, because then you don't know if they've been uh, kind of put together. And I've I've heard stories, I've heard tale of uh, people trying to get smart and understand what's inside of each one by by opening a case and then weighing each individual box <laughs> and then knowing what the others are going to contain and they just continue to use a postal scale and weigh them and that's that's kind of beyond the pale that's cheating in my I'll, 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 I'll deal with those people shortly Uh-oh. well you know no I, I i i listen i will tell you that uh, i did go to my local hot topic and uh what do you, i have kids of course i have to go to hot topic and they had uh i saw some mystery minis some marvel mystery minis and i happened to grab one and as i was paying for it i realized now i didn't do the the test where you have to you know where you weigh them this one feels heavier this one feels chunkier i just happened to grab one but I noticed it had a certain heft to it. I'm like, all right, I have a feeling, and I opened it up, and I got myself a Hulkbuster, which was pretty darn rare. Nice. I was very nice. excited. Nice. Even the people at the store were like, that is, you. we hardly ever see a Hulkbuster. So I was excited. Just in case you just joined us, we were talking with the director of marketing for Funko, maker of all things uh, pop culture collectibles and pop finals. He is Mark Robin. Mark, uh, obviously, we are going to do, do our own unboxing of, of the latest uh, Marvel Collector Core box, which is Villains. I'm not breaking anything because it came out a little while ago. I, I like to give people time to open theirs. We're going to be opening up ours soon. We're looking forward to our Star Wars box uh, later in the month. Now, will they, the Star Wars box, will they start shipping later this month? Yes, it should ship about a week after the cutoff. So you, you should okay. have them by, you know, kind of mid to late month. 
Okay, so we're going to be looking forward to that as well. And of course, we look forward to having you back and not cheating on us with a dozen other radio shows because you know my own Marco Flalo is very sensitive. We do I not am, want to I'm hurt very him. Sensitive. Do not hurt my friend. Um, I hope you will come back with us again. And I'm looking forward to spreading the word so that many people will have Funko subscriptions this holiday season. I just want to say thanks for coming back. And we look forward to having you back on the show again, Mark. I look forward to coming back. You guys are my first love. Oh, see, isn't that sweet? You had us at hello, dude. Mark Robin from Funko creators of Pop Vinyl. Thanks for joining us on Your Tech Report. Again, Mark Aflalo, Mitchell Whitfield at Your Tech Report on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Your Tech Report. And of course, contact at YourTechReport.com, our email address. There is more Your Tech Report in just a moment. Your Tech Report will be right back. Now, back to Your Tech Report. Mark Aflalo in Montreal, Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. This is Your Tech Report. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it's at yourtechreport, facebook.com slash yourtechreport, contact at yourtechreport.com. I love having Mark Robin on. He's a really cool guest, and I think we should talk to him more often. Uh, we will be talking to him more often. He, he's a great guy. He's a fun interview. And, you know, it just so happens that this guy that we like also, you know, <laughs> works for a company whose products we really genuinely enjoy. That's kind and of a, you know, a bonus. It, it is. It is a bonus because the, the guy's the most important part, but the, the products are pretty darn cool, too. And I know we said, you know, I, I mentioned the interview. And of course, we hadn't done the unboxing yet of our recent Collector Core box that it's we received. It's about time. But, uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm doing it now. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to unbox this Nothing sucker. like opening a piece of cardboard on the radio that nobody else can see. Mitchell? This is radio this is, poison, my friend. No, it's great. <laughs> you, know what, you know why it's fun? Because, you know, of course, people can actually see the unboxing, but they get to hear what cool stuff. And listen, this is a subscription uh, service that we really love. We, we've done other ones. We do other ones. I think in terms of value, though, I think for all the, the, um, the pop culture-related uh, subscription services there are, and there are several out there. Yeah, there's lots. I, I, th- I think most people are look forward to getting a pop vinyl in their in their in their monthly box, and the only way you're actually guaranteed to get one is to actually get the Marvel Collector Core or the upcoming Star Wars box because it's made by Funko. You know exactly. you're going to get at least one, and I always get at least two in mine. I know sometimes if you get a big one like the oversized ones, you don't get a second one. But well, you open still, that box. start opening that box oh, while you're talking. Right, you can right, do hold, this. Let me, I'm going to lean over now because I'm going to. Uh, you, like, you mentioned something cool during our interview with Mark Robin too, which is that people forget, and I do this all the time when I'm buying holiday presents. I forget that things like magazines subscriptions are always a fun holiday present because Absolutely. people get it you know every single month these these collector these boxes these subscription boxes are really cool gift and it's a way for you to give a gift during the holidays that lasts the entire year people don't forget about it and it's and, and they're awesome stuff because you never know what you're going to get inside i opened my my loot crate which we'll unbox next week and it was all back to the future stuff i'm like this is so cool so uh so tell us it, what's it, inside this box it's Mitchell. So cool. tell and me the, the, open and it the thing is wait i'm going to tease you one more second because the idea is with these like with the marvel collector core and star wars they only come out every two months stop teasing so when you really th- it, okay i'm gonna open it. so and, and i like that i think getting every two months and getting that's better good, stuff yeah. is even great. Okay. Oh, uh, look, I've got a t- Now, they always put great t-shirts. They always put killer t-shirts. Now, this month's theme, or this actually, this box's theme, because it's every other month, is villains. Okay? I think we had uh, a different box. Was it the Heroes that was last week? But villains is the theme. And look at this, Mark. I'm showing you this really cool, great t-shirt with all the different... Oh, look at this. You have Ultron on here. You have Red Skull. You have Thanos. You have Loki. You have, oh, was it the Green Goblin? This is awesome. I wonder if it's just a coincidence those are all Marvel Marvel characters. And then it's a Marvel collector <laughs> core box. Dude, I'm, it's joking, all I'm joking, I'm but joking, I'm joking. it's really joking. cool looking. And listen, I actually, I wear these t-shirts and I get compliments on them. I don't, I'm not ashamed to wear them. And the fact is, they're really cool looking. No. And they feel good. They're nicely made. They're a good quality t-shirt. You know, these retro t-shirts that are no longer retro because they're related to obviously, you know, current pop culture stuff are right. so in style now. They've come back to style wearing those old Star oh, Wars t-shirts. Old Navy has all the whole brand of... Uh, you know, Star Wars, Superman, Spider-Man stuff. They're cool. My, I, the thing I love about it is that I can wear the same T-shirts my son wears. So he's all excited about that, too, which is neat. And you know what? It, it's got a good 90% cotton oh, blend, 90-10 ratio, which <laughs> makes it a good... Well, it makes it comfortable. Sometimes you get these 60-40 or 50-50 shirts. They feel like you're wearing plastic. No, Funko puts good quality shirts. And, you know, it's all part of the fun, Mark. What were you going to say? Nothing. Right. I, just, I just... It's very entertaining to me how the uh, the mixture of the material is very important to you. But, Dude, uh, <laughs> if it's not 100% cotton, getting a 90-10 blend is the next thing. Do you want to wear, like, an itchy shirt even though it looks cool? No, no one does. Let's it, it, this go one to is box. not. 
strategy. What else is in that box? Okay, look, we have a special collector core edition Iron Man comic. And look, it's already in its collectors, and it's all already on the collector's cardboard backing with the plastic bag. So, collectors, it's already done. You don't have to do it. You want to open it? Don't you want to open it? No. Really? I'm going to look at it. Yeah, I'll read oh, it, but I like the fact that it's pristine, and I think collectors will appreciate that, too. This is something I'm I never really thought that. of, but you know, because of all these different apps to let you read comics, you can actually collect the comics and never physically ever open them and still be able to read it because you can get it online. That's really cool. Didn't even think it about that until really cool. now. Yeah. You could do it on your iPad, too, but yeah, sometimes, but usually if it was a good comic, I'd buy two, just like I do with like you know, any collectible. Yeah, I'd buy one to play with or read, the other one to put away, So you know, but I'm a little hardcore that way. Okay. Oh, look, and now we get to the pop vinyls. Mark? Okay, you're going to be very jealous. Oh, you're going to be jealous. Is that Wonder Woman? It's not Wonder Woman. It's a vampire. <laughs> How could you look at it? I look couldn't at this. see it. It's just from the side. Can you see him now? A vampire? Uh, this is zombie Morbius. Now, Morbius is from the Marvel Universe. If I'm not mistaken, Morbius was in the 70s when I was growing up. Uh, he's a vampire and kind of a badass, if I might say. Uh, but look, this is a zombie version. Of course, you know they do alternate versions yes, of all their characters. Of Although the idea of a zombie vampire, isn't that redundant? Aren't you know, vampires by definitions kind of zombies. No, they're not. They're, 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 they're more aware. They're, they're more aware. Yeah, right. <laughs> zombies are eating brains. The vampires want to suck your blood. But look at the look, look at the teeth on him. Look at the eyes. It's really, really a cool sculpt on this Morbius figure. It looks awesome. What's the other one? What's the second one in there? Uh, okay, so here that's that's the first one. Okay, the second one is part of the collection that that uh, Funko has that we didn't mention in the interview with Mark, which is their Dorbs figures, which are the sort of cuter cuter looking versions of the character. Yeah, they all have like little smiley faces on them, and this is a Dorbs version of Loki. Oh, that's funny! And it's a really, again, a really cool sculpt on this. Of course, he has the helmet with the horns. He's got his outfit on. It's a really nice looking figure. And again, these are exclusive to Marvel Collector Core. So if you do want these figures, you have to subscribe. I love how they always embody the the element of the character. Like you get, right. you know exactly <laughs> who the character is, but yet they also embody the whole pop vinyl kind of look of the character. It's like The Simpsons bringing on some character from another cartoon character series. Yes, it looks like that you know it's from Family Guy, but it's a Simpson style. It's, it's, it's very <laughs> exactly. cool the way they do that. They manage to you know maintain the essence. What else? Uh, is in a, there? Okay, so now there's also a key, look at this a key star going off mic. There's a Venom keychain. Look at how a bobblehead keychain. <laughs> this is so cute. It's actually oh, that's awesome. you know the keychain is very solid quality, very good metal design here because your keys will not fall off. This will not bend or snap in your pocket. And of course, look, little Venom's got his little red tongue hanging out. He's adorable. He is what adorable. What else do I have in here? Uh, okay. Look, dig, dig but in. wait, there's more. Uh, there's more. And now I have the Collector Core patch. Look at this. It's a Red Skull Marvel Collector Core patch, cool. which looks fantastic. And I believe the villain's pin, the Collector Core pin for this series box, which is villains, which has Green Goblin on it. So, I mean, look, you got a great T-shirt, which on its own, could cost twenty bucks, yeah. and that's not overestimating for twenty. But you know, twenty dollars shirt, you get a comic, you get this patch, the pin, a great keychain, a Dorbs collectible figure, and uh, the zombie Morbius uh, pop vinyl figure for twenty five bucks. And as I said, the shirt alone could be twenty bucks, so the value is incredible. Check out collectorcore.com if you want to get in. Of course, on that, um, you have twenty eight days left as of me saying this right now. If you want to get on on the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, Supplies that's are limited. Awesome. Oh, you know, again, $50 value for only 25 bucks. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Your Tech Report. We will be back again next week, same time. You've been tuned in to Your Tech Report. Join us again next week for another edition. And be sure to follow Your Tech Report online. Email us, contact at yourtechreport.com. Follow us on Twitter at Your Tech Report. Like us on facebook.com slash yourtechreport. For the latest in breaking tech news and reviews, yourtechreport.com.